Welcome to Capital Cashflow, teaching you how to safely invest your capital into cash flowing assets. Here is your host, Abraham Anderson. Welcome to Capital Cash Flow Show 5. I am your host, Abraham Anderson. Today we're going to talk about financing, the different types of financing, the terms involved with financing, and then also how to obtain it. So jumping right in here, the main two sources that you're going to get financing are traditional bank loans and seller financing. I'll start with seller financing because that's not as commonly talked about and it's much preferred for several reasons. With seller financing, let's say you're buying a property from mom and pop. They usually have no debt on the property, especially if it's a mobile home park. They might have owned it 30 years, they've paid it off. The benefits to you, if they will finance it to you, are a few. Number one, it's non-recourse, which means, let's say contrasting it, if you had a loan with a bank and you default on that loan, the bank will come and take the property back and then they sell it at auction. And if the money they get when they sell it is not equal to your loan amount, they will come after you for the difference. And plus it destroys your credit. So with a seller financing it, there's no recourse, which means all that happens if you do default for whatever reason, they take the property back and that's it. They keep your down payment just like a bank would, but they don't come after you for the difference in the loan. The other benefit to seller financing is you don't have to go through the whole appraisal process, the credit check, the other stringent criteria a lot of times banks will require you to go through. And another benefit is a lot of times you can get more favorable terms with seller financing than you can with bank financing. For example, last year I did a deal. It was a $1.4 million purchase. Now, if I took this to a bank, at the time, the terms would have been something like probably a 20-year to 25-year amortization, maybe around 5% interest and 15 to 20% down. Now, I'll get into all what those terms mean here in a little bit. With this deal, the seller was willing to finance the whole thing, 4% interest, 10% down, 30-year amortization with a 30-year term. So I'll never have to refinance this property. I mean, I can just keep it and, you know, let it pay itself down over the next 30 years and then I own it free and clear and it's probably worth two million, three million, you know, in 30 years at least, or probably. So that's another benefit with seller financing. Now the benefit to the seller is, number one, they get a higher interest rate typically with you than they would if they take their money and go to a bank. Say you have a million dollar property, they sell it to you, they get all cash. Well, the first thing they get hit with also is capital gains. So it depends on their tax bracket and their state, but they might pay 20 to 30% of their proceeds in taxes. So now their million turns into 700,000. Well, then they take that 700,000, they put it at the bank. Well, what do banks pay right now? Uh, one to 2% maybe. And usually they do not like risk, so they're not gonna go buy mutual funds or stocks. Cause that's the whole reason they're into real estate or other forms of investing is because they typically don't like the fluctuation of the stock market. So with seller financing, they get anywhere from four up to 6% and they 
defer a lot of that taxes they'll pay up front because it's broken up over several years to where you're paying them every month, you know, so every year they get X amount. So they're avoiding a lot of that capital gains or at least deferring it. The other thing is, let's say you default. Well, they get back the property that they've run for the past 20, 30 years. They know it and they kept your down payment and all your other payments. So it's really, it can be a win-win for both the buyer and seller. And this is how you go about explaining seller financing to them. I used to ask them up front, hey, would you want to do any seller financing? And you just say, well, no, no, I don't want to do that. A good way to ask it is saying, well, would you prefer to get all cash at closing or would you prefer to finance it? And then it's, it's on to them, you know, what's their situation? And it kind of makes them think, well, hmm, you know, what would be beneficial to me? And you can kind of walk them through, well, this is the two scenarios. This is what you get if you took all cash, you know, if I got a bank loan and you got all the cash up front at closing versus if you financed it. And if you walk them through that, a lot of times they're open to it or they'll even say, hey, no, I'd, I'd want to finance it. So that's another way you can approach it and it's been very effective. So that's seller financing. Now there's some situations where they don't want to finance it or they do have debt or for whatever reason they just want to get cash. So the next option and really what's more common is bank financing. And I'm going to go through real quick before we get to bank financing different terms that go into a loan. And I'm not going to spend too much time on any of these. Um, but I'll just run through them here. So one of them would be the amortization and that would be how long the loan is stretched out over. Typically you'll see with banks on commercial property which would be apartments or mobile home parks or other forms of commercial property it's anywhere from down to 15 but typically around 20 years usually they cap out at 25 if it's a local or regional bank. So 20 to 25 year amortization. The next one would be the term because even though the loan is broken up like if it's paid out over 20 or 25 years, the bank does not want the loan to be on the books that long so they'll put a term on it of you know, 5, 7 or 10 years, sometimes down to 3 but I would not do a 3 year term because it doesn't give you much time. You have to refinance once that term comes up or pay it off. <clears throat> next term is loan to value. Loan to value is essentially if you bought a million dollar property and the bank wants a loan to value of 85%, that means you have to put down 15% or $150,000 and then they loan you the other $850,000. If it's an 80% loan to value, they will loan you $800,000, you put down $200,000. So the higher loan to value you get, the less you have to put down. So it may benefit you because your return typically goes up. The, the less you have in the deal, the higher your cash on cash return ends up being. The next is origination fee. And this is another, actually another benefit to seller financing, but origination fee is the bank has to get paid and typically they will charge you a point or a half a point. And essentially what that is, if it's a million dollar loan and their fee is 1%, they charge you a $10,000 closing cost fee. Now typically the higher the deal, the lower the origination fee. Banks, if you've never done a deal before, they may start you out at 1% and I usually, all mine, I haven't got any higher than half a percent, half a point of origination fee. So on a million dollar loan that would be 5000 And typically they wrap that into the loan 
so you don't have to come up with that at closing. It's just part of your loan. The other fee you'll run into is the appraisal fee, and that's not typically negotiable, at least, I mean, you can try <laughs> uh, and say, hey, well, can you get it lower than that? But typically the bank orders the appraisal just because of uh, regulations and not you wanting to influence the appraiser. So that's just another fee that's on there. And like I said, the last two, the appraisal and the origination fee, you do not have to pay if you get seller financing. But if that's not an option, then you have to go to bank financing. So let's talk about that for a minute. Here's one tip on getting a bank to give you a loan. Build a credibility book. And what that is, it's a document that I like to include photos and bio and everything else. If you've done deals before, put down all the deals you've done, all the real estate you currently own. Or if you've never done a deal, put down any other real estate experience. Maybe you managed properties before or just other business experience and then what you've done to prepare yourself to get into real estate. Have hey, went to these seminars, I've done this. Hey, this is my credit, this is my money I've got for a down payment. You just build out why you're selling the banker and which then they have to go and sell the loan committee on why they should give you a loan. And this is the cool thing. Once you become bankable, once they are comfortable with giving you a loan or once you've, especially once you've done a deal or two, Banks will compete for your business, so don't just stop at the first bank. Now, when you first get started, you might have to go to several banks before you get a loan. I remember the first deal I did, I had to go to between six and ten different banks before I got favorable terms. You get some that may do it, but their terms are kind of ridiculous, high interest rates and short amortizations and all that. So go to multiple banks, and even if you get approved, if you get approved to multiple banks, go back to another one saying, hey, XYZ Bank down the road is able to do this. Can you do better than that? You know, and then just compete them against each other and you can get some really good terms. So that's that's another tip with bank financing. Don't just accept the first thing they give to you there. And another thing to look out for, and this is kind of a halfway point between seller financing and debt uh, loans with banks, is a lot of times you can get the seller, if they don't want to carry the entire deal, you can get them to carry part of it. And let me explain what that means. So you again have a million dollar deal, the bank is going to want 20% down payment. A lot of times you can at least ask the seller, hey, would you carry a, a, a note for a 10% of the purchase price? And you'll get the other 900000 at closing. And I've, got, I've done that multiple times. So then instead of me having to come up with 200000 you come up with 100000 the bank loans 80%, and the seller loans you essentially the other 10%. So your return ends up being higher and it lets you get into bigger properties without as much of a down payment. And the key with that as well is you have to talk to the bank and ask them, how do you work or do you work with seller financing? Is that something you'll entertain? Can the seller carry a note and that be counted as part of the equity in the deal? Some banks won't, but I've found several banks that will. It's just a matter of calling around and also talking to other investors in your area you know, go to real estate meetups, talk to them, see who they're using, who's doing loans, what their terms are at. So that's a brief overview of financing. If you have any specific questions I didn't address here, if you want any clarification, please email me. Uh, my email is abraham at capitalcashflow.com. Also, our website is Capital Cashflow, and you can follow us on social media at Capital Cashflow. But again, thank you for listening, uh, and see you again next week. 
Thank you for listening to Capital Cashflow. For more resources and information on investing with us, find us on social media or at capitalcashflow.com.